Welcome to the Washdown Podcast, and today is a special episode of the podcast. James and I got to sit down with Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas, and we had a great conversation, had a great time filming this episode. Uh, We talked about a lot of stuff, and again, we'd like to thank the Mayor Q for taking the time to sit down and talk to us. So I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation. Um, like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. Um, and thanks for watching. And here is a special episode of the Washdown Podcast with Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas. Through with anything, and so we just get like rolling and rolling and lose track of the whole subject. Well, that's, I mean, that's how you get a two hour podcast. You talk <laughs> about what you're talking about for 10 minutes, and then for an hour and 50 minutes, you talk <laughs> you about just keep going. <laughs> yeah. Right. But, well, Brother, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the Washdown Podcast. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we've got the mayor of Kansas City, Mayor Quentin Lucas. Q. How, how, y'all, how y'all doing today? <laughs> welcome up to City Hall, which I consider just a fire station that we don't have all the equipment for yet. <laughs> well, you got the helmet. I think you're, you're good. I know, yeah. man. The helmet, the helmet looks good. Uh, That's about all I can handle. Cause we, we need to <laughs> install like a 29-floor pole. <laughs> I can already see the insurance people right now. Going, I know. No. <laughs> yeah, shut him up. Shut him up. They're gonna be calling like, "Don't let him talk again." <laughs> but, uh, no, it's good to be with y'all. Well, thank you for coming on. One of the things, so we've um, the basis of this podcast, we discuss mental health and law enforcement, nursing, fire, mm-hmm. EMS. But what we've never really done is thought about like, what's the person over all them doing? What's the person over a municipality do? What's How's his mental health? Everyone's like, oh, our mayor, damn it, this yeah. and that. Yeah, and I, I, see that some, and, I see y'all on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I know what's up. <laughs> but, and, you know, in, in all of our careers, we always preach, hey, check in on one another. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? How's mm-hmm. your friend doing? How's, how's Q doing? It's been a pretty <laughs> it's been wild, man. Pretty rough couple years. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, I appreciate that because, uh, oddly enough, I don't know if almost anybody in these last two, three years has asked that question. Um, usually you're the one trying to make sure that everything else is good, dealing with the, the balance, the, you know, the different people just last week, I'll give an example. And I think this tells how I've, I've been feeling, you know, we got a budget done and I'm not going to get too political, but I appreciate we were able to give everybody in the city apparatus pay raises from fire to sanitation, police, everybody. But I, I ticked off a group of people who wanted to do a whole bunch of other things with the budget. So somebody, you know, was calling me last week and they're like, we're going to get rid of you. You ain't for your community. You sold yourself out, you know, all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, I'd be lying if I didn't say it gets to you. Right. Yeah. I mean, because. You, you know, you're trying your best, you're doing your best, and particularly for people who've known you for a long time, to sometimes roll like that is disappointing. And so, you know, a few things that have helped me a lot, um, not that it's a fail-safe, but I've been better at when I get home. Uh, I've got a now almost year-old baby. It's cool. So you ain't sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But I could just look at him, you know, the the adventure of like a baby. Like, what, why are they into crawling over there? I don't know, but I just enjoy watching it. And it's better than taking calls from certain people uh, at that hour. No disrespect to some of our constituents. Uh, and then I do that. I've gotten better at like trying to walk, which is just weird. Not even like running, whatever, but just going to a different neighborhood of Kansas City and just going on walks. And the coolest thing about that is... I'll be walking around. I was up um, Northland, far, far northeast, off Stark, and I was just like bumping into people. 
And you at first think you're like, oh, is this a block where I've annoyed somebody? Do they work for the city? Whatever else. And most people are just like, hey, what's up, man? And then later they're just like, have I seen you somewhere? You, you a weatherman on something? <laughs> like, yeah, you're the skinny black dude from Channel 9, right? No, I'm like, no, no. But, uh, and then even when they learn, it's, it's just chill. Because you realize after you cut through all of everybody's a human being, we're all, we're all trying to do our best. And that has what has been what helps me but you know some days i think i just have to keep it in balance and know that you'll get through a moment back in 2020 i think we all remember that was that was a wild year particularly for those who are listening in law enforcement anybody who's in government you know we were we're dealing with huge budget challenges and you get protests you have covid you have people dying of covid i know y'all who are running calls god bless you dealing with so much of that and uh i think all i was going able to do at the end of each night was like this too shall pass and that's a big part of what I do. And then try to make sure I take care of myself and my family. Well, and that's what, like, we, like, I guess it's a luxury, you know. We're working for the fire department. Like, everybody's happy when we show up. Everybody's yeah, happy right. when we problem solve. Because they call us because they can't problem solve. Right. Nobody, you know, nobody's a internet firefighter when we show up to put a house out. <laughs> but that's people can e- easily become an internet mayor yeah. when they're not happy with the decision. And, and you more than most are involved because you quite frankly you give a shit you know yeah, that that's right and so it's it's hard I, I i could only imagine just the i mean hell you've even shared some of the stuff people have said mm-hmm. that's that's not why you got in this job right right you know it, it is interesting so like so because sometimes i've had people along the way who say hey man why don't you just engage less or deal with less hate and i was big on making sure when i got into this I didn't want to be, and this is no disrespect to the business people and all that, I didn't want to just be a Chamber of Commerce mayor, right? I, I, I didn't like that approach in some of our past leaders that kind of, it feels like they're working for a whole bunch of people who don't live in Kansas City half the time, ain't worried about some of the stuff we do. So that's why I try to get into it, and I think that if you're straight and direct, you can have a narrative. Sometimes it annoys the heck out of people, but you try to do that because I always think authenticity can prevail, Rather than just, you know, saying, all right, well, I ain't worried about it. And it's hard to unseat a mayor anyway, so I'm just going to move on my merry way. And so that's why I've, I've you know, kind of chalked it up. Sometimes I probably do need to just uh, log off earlier <laughs> or not take that call. And we all get there, right? I mean, you have these moments where something gets under your skin. And uh, I realize my wife's good at telling me this, like, it's never gone well. So there are times when I need to just, like, if I'm mad when I'm home or if somebody's like, he's the worst ever, you know, what I don't need to do is fight him forever. But I do think it is important, particularly in America where there's so much information and I ain't getting into the deep politics, but, you know, everybody's got a different viewpoint. Uh, Even, like, during COVID, I talked about this. Like, I don't know. I was always like, I don't know the real impact, what's happening and all that sort of stuff. This is why I'm making my choice. And that's what I think our voters and everybody deserves, that you tell them, look, on this information, this is why I did what I did. You may not change them. You may not. You may be wrong, ultimately. But I think that's what the people of Kansas City want and respect. You know, and a lot of times on this episode, Jeremy, and I, or on this podcast, Jeremy and I have talked a lot about just servant leadership, right? And I think you saw just as much as we did. COVID had a real nice way of exposing the bosses versus the leaders. Sure did. Who was... Who is still in the front lines, you know? So what's, I mean, you've exemplified that or, or, or tried to, or, yeah. you know, depending on who would say what, like your goal has been tried to be an exemplify servant leadership in the city. What's that like on a daily basis? What's your 
thought process constantly going through the head, not to necessarily maintain that image, but maintain the style you want. You know, it is uh, step one, understanding what people are doing something. And and maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I was talking to some other mayors from other cities in America last week, Oakland, Oklahoma City, others. And they were asking me, are your people back at work? And I'm like, well, that's the wrong way to see it because a bunch of my people never stop working. And I think as y'all remember better than most, particularly when like this was brand new, and people are dying, and you didn't know, and we didn't have a vaccine, and we didn't weren't wearing masks at the beginning. I was I was scared for everybody, every frontline worker who was showing up for the city every single day, and a whole bunch of y'all did. And so for me, a few small things that I did, I was like. I'm coming into City Hall, and yes, it's a very different job coming into City Hall than going on a call like y'all do, but I was like, I'm going to be here, because they need to know, no, I I can't sit from my couch and just be kind of like, hey, everybody, I'm Zooming. Yeah, Zoom calls. Right, right, you know, <laughs> yeah. hey, God bless you, thanks for doing this. <laughs> With like, just, just the suit, <laughs> right. short, short bottoms. <laughs> like, I'm here eating lunch while you're, you know, out risking your life. I mean, I just, and look, we got different gigs and roles in the world, so... You know, I don't like those fake leaders that'll just like show up somewhere where they're not supposed to be. But at the same time, I thought I would keep exhibiting what I'm supposed to do. I think another thing that was big for me throughout it was, you know, make sure you're listening to people. Make sure you're talking to people uh, and letting them know for real what's up. One example, our budget was destroyed in 2020, right? We stopped getting revenues in, taxes aren't coming in. And so what that meant for a lot of our workers was we were like, hey, can you handle a pay freeze for a year? And even fire, we held up the contract negotiations for it, not just a year, but a little bit longer. And I think on that, that's another one where you're telling people, yeah, this is where we're coming from. This is the sacrifice that we're having to make. But if you're communicating with them and not being adversarial unnecessarily. Because that's a hard sell. Like, hey, we know you've been dying and busting (laughs) your ass for the last year. Yeah. Yeah. But just hold (laughs) off on that pay raise you thought you were like, yes. Right. That's not something you just throw out in an email at 4.59 on a Friday. That's exactly right. Well, no, but it's like what you said. The, if you let people know what's going on, if you're honest right. and transparent with them, I mean, that's all people want. That's right. Is, hey, what are our leaders doing, you know, and are they being upfront with us and right. honest? Right. And as long as you're doing that, I think 90% of people are going to go, yeah, right. we're yeah. on board. Let's all pull together and let's get through this. I mean, you're obviously always going to have those outliers mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking about and sometimes but, they're more vocal than i mean yeah. that's well the they normally are right it's right the, it's called the silent majority for a reason <laughs> <laughs> exactly you're right because and i think for me what was important because if i believed everything that right was written about me just like and, and sometimes i even try to tell this like if i visit a high school right because you get these kids that get destroyed by social media or something and i'm like you know you gotta you gotta log off of it you gotta realize that there is to your point on the silent majority there's a there's a bigger reality out there, and I think that's exemplified in Kansas City of all levels. I'm not, and I'm not sucking up to y'all. It's really like everybody. It's it's the fact that everybody keeps showing up to work. You know, you all were an example of this through your own tragedies at fire, but most recently we had those sanitation workers who died in a horrendous accident. And by the way, I commend our first responders who showed up to you know try to save lives and manage two for one. But uh, you know what impressed me. I was at a funeral on one day, like next day, people are out, you know, picking up trash, doing their job. And I think that's a lot of people. They, they, you, a lot of people do these jobs and work for a city. 
I think for more than just money or whatever, because you believe in what you're doing and you believe in your service to people, no matter what it is. And so I try to make sure every single person who works for this institution knows that they're respected out of it. Sometimes we don't deliver it right. Sometimes you get in battles with their leadership, looking at you, police department. But <laughs> nevertheless, you know, it's a thing of, and you try to cut through and just say, hey, even if we're in a fight with the, I haven't been in a fight with this fire chief, but let's say even if there is an issue, you, you try to, that's why I like getting on either social media or elsewhere, because I'm like, it ain't about y'all. Yeah, there are things that we're about, but, you know, we're, we're still trying to look out for you. And that's helped me sometimes, even when I'm about to get in a public fight, know that like, yeah, maybe this ain't the time to pick it because, you know, our workers don't need to see that the city manager and the mayor and the council are all yelling at each other because then they're like, what the hell is this institution? And so trying to be a peacemaker, trying to make sure folks know they're appreciated, doing even goofy things like, and it's so interesting because I love anytime playing I basket, stop. Playing basketball on a tie? Oh, Lord, man. <laughs> and I got clowned on Oh, boy, that Halloween ever, costume was priceless. <laughs> man, and I tried to wear some Jordans the other day. You see that, too? And, like, every 17-year-old in the city's like, oh, he, dang, he lame, you know? But, uh, so, you, you know, you try to do that. You try to relate. And I think for the most part it works out. So, something that we've kind of been fighting really is, is a country – the last it almost seems like just ten years is this the rise in crime yeah. our our city's been no no different by it we've experienced the same heartache yeah. you know we talk, it goes all the way down to the the frontline police officers firefighters that are you know having to clean that up and pick that up when you have to you better stop messing with that mic you adjusted it earlier and now it's not I guess you gotta hold it yeah. Oh, sit here like this for the rest of the episode. Um, you look like a DJ the whole yeah. time, man. <laughs> you know. But you, you know, obviously, like you as the mayor, those are those are your those are your people. Not even your voters, just yeah. your constituents, That's your right. people. You're you're responsible for the city. When you see that, you know, we 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 experience that heartache in the five, ten, twenty minutes mm-hmm. we're there on scene. We're going to the next one. You deal with it so much longer. How much of a toll is that taken on? Huge you? toll, huge toll, man. Um, and something that I probably need to think about more. You were talking about how you cope with things, and I know we've done better. Local forty-two cares. I think Fraternal Order Police has set up uh, some more stuff, but it is like processing some of that because um, you know we all have our different jobs to do, and we have to get up the next day and try to fix it. But we should never tolerate to kids getting murdered you know we should i mean and it's just that stuff that that does stick with you i think the thing that gets me going is to sit back and be very self-critical and like where did where did some part of society fail and i don't take it as a personal thing but i'm like you know what if if we kept that summer program going if we had that sort of thing would that have meant something for that child to have an activity not getting that same path and so for me i think it is what inspires me is that we need to do better and that it can't just be something where I look the other way. I mean, one thing when back when I was running, I was like, you know, it's just weird to do be a mayor and just do nothing but ribbon cuttings when you got people dying on the streets. Now, it takes a balance, I've learned, because you can't just be the guy who's like, everything's awful. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn. The world, the world is ending. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Don't be happy. But, you know, but at the same time, it's like, okay, because I think this is real about cancer. And I think we all see this. It's a good place to live. 
It's it's a it's a good spot, nice people, whatever. You can have good opportunities, do decent stuff. We got some real challenges, right? And and just I always like to say on the positive side, imagine if we had the same place, but right, we didn't have 160 homicides. If we you know had infrastructure that was improved, right, those sorts of things, and getting people to know that yeah, they can have that. And so that's that's where I see the work in this job to be. Well, and that's like you know something for me. Especially, you know, being a paramedic, it's we run that shooting or that real bad call or whatever that bad wreck. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I've I've got the five to fifteen minute window, and then I'm done. I'm moving on. I'm on to the next call. But even still, I, I think any anybody that truly gives a shit about their job is going to stress over whether or not they did it right. Right. Um, you know, so I will always have those. Did I push that right med? Not like critical error, but you know, did I do this at the right time? Could we have done this differently? What if I would have thought of this earlier? You, on the other hand, come in in the morning and you're, here's a plate of shit that happened. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's, I, you don't get the luxury of 15 minutes and hope, oh, give me a new plate to deal right, with. Like, right. You're stuck with it. That's, I mean, that's got to be hard. Yeah, it, it is. You know, I mean, I'll give an example. I'll break news on this podcast uh, because it's, you know, the best one and I ain't giving it to the star. <laughs> uh, and I ain't going to even talk about them. But, you know, yeah, it, it is this sort of recognizing maybe. You've made mistakes along the way, but that you can continue to do better. I'll, I'll give a really direct example from kind of my life. So my uh, sister uh, and her children live out in East KC. Her oldest son's in the Army now, so, you know, we're happy with what he's done. But uh, my niece is like a 17-year-old, and she was going to Raytown High School, and she, like, just dropped out, which, you know, I'm trying to get her back in and all of that. But I started my mom, and I was like, so where did this happen? She's like, well, after they... Stopped going to school, what, a year ago, year and a half ago. She just, like, never really went back. And, you know, and part of me can be like, you know, how many did, how many might we have lost at that time? Was there a better way to do things and all of that? And you can, you can wallow on that, and indeed you should study it and see where we went wrong. But for me, it's more about, all right, understanding that I may have a generation of youth in our city that are impacted that way. How do I get them back in school? How do I, if they're not going back to school, get them to job opportunities, GED programs, so they can try to do jobs in Kansas, Kansas City government? You know, and, and I think that's how you do it, knowing that you will make mistakes, you will be imperfect, but the bigger thing is how do you improve it? How do you try to make sure that we get beyond it in some way? Because the real story is, just like the city's life never ends, you know, she's 17. Her life ain't done, right? You can say, all right, maybe 15, 16, we, we weren't all we needed to be. But how do we make it better for her and for everybody like her in our community? You know, that's something I didn't even think about, too. Like, you can obviously, on the paper, you can plan for a budget. You can, or, you know, you can, you can say, here, here's our on-paper strategy, how to recover this. There's no on-paper strategy for mental health. That's right. And not only do you have to take care of you and your wife and your kid, and your family, you got about 500,000 other people you got to yeah. consider. I mean, because that is, that is your city. And we, we've had a, you know, basically a two-year gap and just yeah. a lot of services. And that's... Yeah. yeah, it was the hardest part. And, you know, and God, we, we were, we're never perfect, but we had a lot of activities for youth. We were, I, I feel like we were doing better at a bunch of things. And, yeah, when you just freeze that for a long time, and when you freeze the ability for people to even like congregate, like to be around each other, 
you know, that is that was something that was tough. And that pushed us a little bit earlier than a lot of other large cities. Um, I, I know I got my haters out there who hated everything we did. But that said, compared to a bunch of these places that kept orders longer and all that sort of stuff, we we pulled back in Kansas City, I think, at a responsible approach and clip. Because I, I was, and I think many of us started to see, wait a minute, you know, Human beings need to be around each other in some way. We need to communicate. A big part of our mental health and our sanity, really, is not just talking to a someone who's a professional, but it's also being around other people and hearing like, okay, I'm concerned about this, but I see that I'm not alone, or there are many things that I can be happy about in life. You know, there are all these sorts of things. And I think what we need to come out of this pandemic realizing is, you know, we talk about how we saw that comorbidities are a big issue. I hope people also think about how mental health is in its own way kind of a comorbidity in the sense of limiting life outcomes and how we can make it sure we're sustained investing in better health care opportunities for our folks. For me, that usually starts with city workers. How do we make sure that mental health is something that's covered, respected, appreciated, and understood? Uh, for the broader public, how do we make sure we talk about it? Because, you know, the homicide number gets on the news a lot. But as you guys know better than most, we have a lot of suicides in this city that kind of often rivals that homicide number and exceeds it in some years. And making sure that we actually amplify that there are resources to talk to is something that I really, this is a health department issue that we need to do more of and something that I think our new health director, Dr. Marvia Jones, is committed to. Yeah, and that was one of the things with the pandemic. The suicide rate did go up yeah. considerably. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's like you said, people need to be around people. And that's one of the biggest lies, especially whenever you're in depression or you're suffering mm-hmm. from PTSD or something like that. Your brain will tell you you're the only one who ever felt this way. Yeah, It's not. I mean, everybody goes through stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to reach out. You just have to take that step to reach out right. and having more programs in place and letting people know what those programs are and how it's available. I mean, that's the biggest issue. Right. I mean, well, not the biggest issue. I mean, the biggest issue is sure. we need people to run those programs, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you know, and we need to make sure like they're, they're funded and seen as important as a new rig. Right. I mean, yeah. it's just, it's easy for us, and this is what I try to avoid in government. You talked about the budget before, right? It's, it's easy to say, all right, this year's fire budget, $170 million, and we're going to buy these trucks, we're going to do this thing, and people are going to get a this percent salary increase. But a good manager and leader, and it's what I've tried to push others in this institution to do, are like, and I'll ask the fire chief all the time, and I've asked the police chief this too, like, how's morale? Uh, and every now and then they'll – because they got a job to do. And every now and then those different leaders will be like, well, morale will be really good. I'm like, this ain't a political question. I, I know you want $10 million more. <laughs> yeah. But no, for real, like if, if you can talk to people in a certain way, what are they saying? Where, where can we be better? What, what can they know about Kansas City that makes it better? For me, it's like, is it putting a fire truck in the Chiefs parade, which we did, right? And that was wonderful, right? And I think it shows people the love that they can get. Is it making sure that, we post and make even more available where access to resources are so people know they're not alone and not being judged if they avail themselves of it. And that's where I think a good city is going, and that's what I hope Kansas City's been doing. You know, and it's it's kind of hard to, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, it, so many times, like, because this, 
especially for just you know the good old in the dirt line workers like it was it was hard yeah it was hard when when staffing because people are on quarantine yeah. and you know increasing sick people increasing violence just increasing calls police fire the nurses in the ERs like mm-hmm. we got our asses kicked and we just so desperately wanted anything and you could see the you know the surface level like here's a pizza party <laughs> versus. <laughs> Versus, you know, you, you saw in some of these areas, those leaders like, hey, we're running calls with you. We're out here on the floor with you. We're in the dispatcher, whatever it may be. Like, we're here. Like, because that was almost the only thing you could do. But at the same time, and we've talked about this before, we've complained and, you know, just like a couple of people like, well, why aren't they doing this? Well, they have lives too. And responsibility doesn't change once you get in management. It just increases. Right. And... You know, like, how do you balance the mental health of, like, hey, here's the organization, here's the city I still have to run, but I then still have to worry about the lowest of the low employee because they are just as important. That's, I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not in that position, thank God. But Yeah, it, it was, it was a, a, you know, and it's always a challenging balance. But, you know, the thing that, there are a few things that I've done that I think worked very well. And I'll go back with my public works guys real quick as an example. Um, the guys who drive the trucks when it's snow, the snowplow folks, right? I did like a day just riding with one, um, you know, and it was interesting for him because he's like, there's literally never been a mayor who's been in one of these trucks. With, like, <laughs> I don't even know why you're here. And it's, <laughs> and it's funny because you learn about all your issues real quick because I'm like, y'all got shocks in this thing or whatever? Like, I've been complaining about that for 50 years and up with, you know. Uh, anyway, I won't be inappropriate, but it's like, he's yeah. like, I'm sore every day, but, um, and, and spending that time or, you know, I remember I was still staying over at 19th and Paseo at the time. And unfortunately that's the 18th and Vine district. There are a number of shootings. And so one day, and I respect this officer so much, you know, after, after, you know, they'd kind of, the folks had, had been moved and all of that. He's standing around on the scene and I'm like, Hey man, you know, how you doing? Uh, and he's like, I'm good. And actually, to a point you had just made, and I said, I know a lot of stuff's going on, and right now, like, you're in the center of political debate, and you, you took a job not thinking you ever would be. And uh, I said, so how you doing? He's like, look, man, I go home. I just want to see my family. I want to get back to my family safely, but I appreciate you talking to me. And, you know, hey, maybe he hated me, maybe he didn't like me, maybe, but I hope he saw for a few minutes that, like, somebody cares to listen. And I think that's where good leaders make a difference. If you sit there and listen... You know, a lot of people like to, and I've been on the council or mayor now for seven years. A lot of people like to grandstand, and you've seen it. They'll be in the city council meeting and like, you know, you are right, our heroes. You're the most important ever, right? And then when the cameras cut off, you ain't seeing them again and ever. Uh, for me, it is a big. I'll go there and listen. Even about everybody's quiet. I say that to fire stations I go have dinner at because I always like. I feel like scare half the people there. They're just like, I'm not gonna say anything while this well, dude's here. We are trying not to get in trouble. <laughs> because I'm always like, how's it going? What's new? What would you change? Like, yeah. hello, sir. Yeah. Thank, you. Thank yeah. you for coming. Right. We're good, man. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. Are you from here? Maybe. <laughs> you know. What's your what? name? Uh, Matt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, but yeah, you try to do that and make sure you listen and show. And then I also think, because we do get a megaphone in the press and all of that, you do try to, you try to pepper in something about and i always try to do it with like talking about city workers right or you know rank and file people right i think that's how you you try to do it rather than you know kind of overlooking them too much 
How's your wife done through all this? Mm. She uh, besides just being a straight trooper. Yeah, yeah, she is. She is. I mean, we're we're doing our anniversary in Springfield, Missouri, soon because I'm giving a political speech. No offense to Springfield, <laughs> but I don't think that's where she wanted to go. Uh, but you know, she's hey. more of a Branson gal. Yeah. <laughs> Osceola or something, you know. Just uh, but I was like, uh, oh, she's been good. I think at the beginning, uh, one thing I did have to tell her. Because you know how it is. Your families get offended more than you. Uh, and when people question you, or in, and every now and then, you know, they'll, the, the star used to do, like, the annual very expensive firefighter story. And then everybody would do their whole, like, oh, my God. And I, I know that spouses often have gotten at me the most when those come out. I think my wife's been the same way of just, uh, you know. Oh, that's that's ridiculous. I'm like, don't worry about it. You know, she'll be like, but I saw I was sent this thing from a blog. I'm like, don't worry about them. Like, I read them, but no, no, <laughs> you don't need to. Don't ever read the comments. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because they're because there's all you know, and it's funny. It's human nature, right? You move to the negative. All oh, right, yeah. twenty people can say you did you're doing a hell of a job, and the one guy flicking me off at the St. Patrick's Day parade, I notice. You know, uh, but so I try to keep her from that. I think the other thing I've tried to do, and all of us either who you know have spouses or girlfriends or f- boyfriends or family or whatever uh you know try to make sure that i do carve out time for just her uh and just my family you know i, I got a few times like sundays particularly sunday afternoon evening i try not to get anything in and then like to the extent i'm prepping for the week then it's like at a certain time that night i'll, I'll go back to do it um you know because yeah every other day you're you're giving your all and all of that, but you need to make sure no matter your job, no matter your schedule, that there is a time where they just get you, not you that's burdened by a thousand different things, but the you, the Q, who's just like, yeah, I'm the dude you met, and I still am goofy and want to watch this terrible movie. Like, I love watching, like, movies with explosives and all that sort of stuff, and, like, you know, I've been watching, like, The Angel Has Fallen, Olympus Has Fallen series. I don't know if everybody watches those, yeah. but... Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody watches those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. We all do, because I'm like, I'm not worried about a damn thing for this two hours, yeah. and I'm going to see how this one guy with a pistol is going to, like, beat back all the terrorists taking over the White oh, House, yeah. right? And so, I mean, it's it's doing that. that do you go to your bodyguards after that, and you're like, hey, I need you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, here's the standard you're going to be held to, is Gerard so like you know even though there was one time my wife was just like if you make me watch another movie with morgan freeman and i'm like hey (laughs) he's he's a saint he's in all the right movies he's always the president or something like saving the world but name name a movie he's not in (laughs) and then we can watch that so i mean i think that's but that's part of it carving out that time making sure you have that opportunity well because i mean definitely we have you know you think about like the fire spouse or the yeah or the police spouse and then the mayor spouse is not someone that there's like a huge conglomerate. There's not a Facebook group for mayor spouse. That's true. That's <laughs> so, true. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> so, wait, what do you do? Oh no, they, they, they ain't that busy. Um, no, uh, I think the, I, I think that's right. And you know, I, I think a few things that we have tried to do and that I've tried to make sure one, it is listening and understanding. Uh, my wife works, and so it's also respecting kind of her schedule and knowing that we're trying to plan ahead. I'm blessed to have a mother still in town, um, and so get to talk to her. She helps look out for the baby, and it's just 
you know, I think this speaks to the mental health point too. It's it's having that support network and not being too scared to engage with them at certain times, even if it is just going over to somebody's house to talk. And you know, and so like I'll still go kick with my mom and interrupt her viewing of the Equalizer. She don't she don't turn the TV off CBS. She just she's except during football. She's like, oh, I cannot watch this anymore. But uh, you know, but like it's and it's just rapping back and forth. And I think that's that's what can help a lot of people. I mean the the first responders that I've had a chance to talk to over the last several years, of which there are many, um, you know, uh, and I, when I hear a lot, I just, I want people to feel free to share. And that's why it's hard to believe, but I even kind of like the disagreement because as long as you learn, yeah, you exactly. grow. Right. And, and you, and you do need a census of like, what are people thinking and feeling? You can't just be like, well, that's just 20% of the city. I ain't going to worry about them. But instead, it's like, okay, you know what? I could do better with this. I'm, I'll give an example. And they may not have liked the meeting. I met with police spouses, like, during protest time. And, you know, they were like, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do this? And I don't think anybody came out of that room like a Quentin Lucas voter. But they, I hope they came out of the room like, you know what? He sat there for two hours. And he listened. And we engaged. And I will be absolutely honest with you. They may not believe it, but I learned stuff. I kind of learned a different way of processing it and thinking about it. Because to me, I'm, and this is the problem with leaders sometimes, you start to see if you don't talk to people, the fire department is this number of people, this budget, this equipment, whatever. The police department is this, this, and this. And you're not putting the people in it. And I think as long as you put people in everything you're doing, then you're actually getting somewhere where you're still likely to be effective. Well, brother, it's been absolutely amazing. Like just like I said, it's, it's nice to say – How's the mayor doing? You know, how's Key <laughs> doing? You. Appreciate that. Um, we, whenever you do have time, because apparently you're busy being a mayor and shit. So, you know. <laughs> nah. <laughs> we would love to have you back on, but it, it's just been nice, especially even for our perspective. Like we said, we've, it's easy to account for how we feel, how our friends feel, but what's the top of the top of the top? You know, mm-hmm. how are they processing? How well, are they doing? Getting a different viewpoint. Because, you know, we have a narrow window that we get mm-hmm. to see through and being able to see, okay, this is what our leaders are thinking. This is what they're doing. These are the people that our leaders actually are, not just, hey, it's the mayor, he, right. you know, that figure, you know, there's a person behind right. the figure. And Well, I so, appreciate yeah, this. And I, I will tell you this. Um, I continue to do particularly because the weather's nice again. I'm going to keep doing my neighborhood walks. And if I walk through your neighborhood, don't be scared. Don't run indoors, <laughs> indoors close the shades. Like, oh, hey, it's the weatherman. <laughs> it's Taylor. Come on out like Brian Busby. Like, Y'all know I don't look like Brian Busby. But, uh, you know, he got hair, you know, everything. But anyway. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, do that. And then I, I think the other thing is, you know, talk to us as best you can. If you ever need to get a message all the way up this way. You know, feel free to share it. Quentin.Lucas at KCMO.org. If you really want to Google, I'll put my cell phone number out. And oddly enough, there are some people who use it all the time. Some nice, some not. But, you know, on the whole, I want to, I want to hear from you too. And so that's why I appreciate this. That's why I appreciate this program. You know, the, the, probably the hardest thing, I promise I'll stop talking soon. He can stay as long as you want. Is that, like, the problem with all of our professions and how other people see it is I think that it's all locked in, let's say 1980 is how they think we do our jobs. And they're not necessarily thinking about what you deal with everything else. And that's why I appreciate you doing this. Cause I think there are a lot of people would say, what firefighters doing a podcast. And you're like, yeah, because we're well-rounded beings, right? We're actually humans. And yes, we do some superhuman stuff. 
but we still go home to families. We still have hearts and souls and all that sort of stuff. And I just thank you for making sure that we have that voice and that opportunity for Kansas Cityans to see it. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. So, everybody, thanks for stopping by. And uh, if you're struggling, reach out. There are resources out there. If you know somebody that's struggling, reach out. Let them know there are resources out there. Let them know that you care. And, yeah, we'll see you next time.